Over the past several days, local businesses countywide have begun to grapple with the new COVID-19 rules that will start this weekend. San Diego County is one of several counties statewide that have fallen backward in the state's plan because of increased cases of the virus. Based on the unadjusted rate, the county should have been in the purple tier months ago, but was granted an exception because of our extensive testing. Even with this adjustment, we're in the purple now. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lori Weisberg, who covered the hospitality industry for the San Diego Union-Tribune, and this news is a major blow to that industry. First, can you recap what restrictions are going into effect on Saturday? So basically, um, the big the big impact is going to be from, um, it's, it's going to impact those that um, have to go from outdoor and indoor to outdoor only. So that is restaurants, gyms, movie theaters, uh, bars. Um, retail can still stay open indoors, but with um, going from 50% capacity inside to 25% capacity. Um, museums also can't be open. So, um, so it's a big impact because not everybody can um, have, you know, have the outdoor space they need to do this. So um, that that's going to be the big impact. If you don't have the luxury of having a parking lot or street side parking spaces or sidewalks to expand into, that's, that's a disadvantage. But also we're going into, as we all experienced recently, a cold rainy season, which makes outdoors maybe not as appealing to patrons anyway. So um, that's, that's what we're, we're facing. Mm -hmm. And from reporting your story yesterday, what has been the response from businesses affected by the rules? Uh, did they kind of know this was coming or did they feel like they were kind of caught off guard? They knew it was coming. And as you pointed out in your introduction, you know, every week is a waiting game. And, and so they knew they were in the clear for the last few weeks, but they've always been girding for this potentially bad news. And um, so they had a few days expectation or advance notice that this was coming and now um, with it being official yesterday it doesn't go into effect till after midnight on Friday um, so they they're probably already making their plans but I think we're seeing increasingly because this is the third shutdown since since March of, of indoor service we're seeing some venues restaurants gyms bars potentially, um, some saying openly and some being more coy about it, that they may stay open anyway. Like someone comes to maybe their venue and they're going to sit outside, but then they say it's too cold and maybe they want to go inside. I don't know how many proprietors are going to turn them away. I, some I think are going to be, many of them will be very by the book, but I think we need to be aware that some will um, let people come inside on the basis that they believe they've been doing everything right, you know, proper sanitation, ventilation, um, distancing, masks. So they don't they don't see necessarily the danger of letting a few people in from time to time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of no surprise that some businesses would choose to take the risk and do this. But on the other hand, the county at this point knows that there was, you know, some sub rosa breaking of the rules going on. Do we expect to see increased enforcement during this time? Yes, um, they made uh, the county uh, had a press conference yesterday and County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher made a point. He, in fact, he made it several times during the course of the press conference that as much as we, he said, we don't wanna shut 
people down and we don't want to be this kind of enforcer. We are stepping up um, our, we will be stepping up enforcement. There's a hotline. Um, a letter has been sent out by the County Health Department to um, all the local law enforcement agencies, putting them on notice that, that they do need to enforce this and that there will be fines and potential closures uh, if, if, if people are found to be violating this. Now, as you, as you point out, there is a risk in doing this, especially um, for restaurants that have, you know, expensive, difficult to get liquor licenses. They potentially could lose their liquor license if they if they are caught or cited. Um, but I think some, I'm told, are willing to take that risk because if they don't, they're gonna they feel like they're gonna go down under, go down anyway and go under. So why not take that risk and maybe continue to eke out some revenue during this, what could be maybe a three-week period or much longer? Yeah, it'll really be interesting to see how individual cities and agencies respond to this because during one of the earlier shutdowns, you saw some resistance from law enforcement to enforce the rules. So it'll be curious to see if you know these agencies listen because even though the county says one thing, it's up to cities and in some places the sheriff's department to actually do it. Right, right. And I, I, you, you may find some resistance from law enforcement. That will be interesting to see. And even even before this is going into effect, I get the periodic email. Oh, have you checked out this restaurant? Have you checked out this outdoor area? They don't seem to be paying attention to the social distancing rules at all. So I think there's, um, there's a feeling um, by some that they complain and call a hotline and they're there is no um, follow-up. There's no consequences for necessarily bad or borderline behavior. So it will be interesting to see if indeed this stepped-up enforcement is works or, or really does cite businesses. Mm -hmm. And we've been through this uh, kind of open and close a couple of times in San Diego. And we were lucky to have a nice summer where you could you know, dine outside or drink outside for some time. During that period of time, has restaurants and bars, so the dining and drinking scene, have there been changes in behavior that have kind of, you know, create some winners and losers when it comes to those adapting to the pandemic? Um, changes in behavior. I think, I think in general, they have found that with this expansion of outdoor dining and taking over sidewalks and streets, they have done better. They and and as you point out, the summer season, it was very inviting, and and some. Um, some places they had so much extra space because of outdoors. Some have actually said they were doing better than before the pandemic. Better than before the pandemic. It's probably the exception, but but that's the case. And then we also just found with, um, with some gyms we talked to, um, people don't mind exercising outdoors. So if, if they're able to bring all that equipment out outdoors, some of them too have been doing better than before the pandemic. But in general, I think um, you had really good timing with the summer months and pleasant weather. Um, things worked out fairly well. Um, but I think with these colder months and maybe um, flu season, I, I just think um, they are saying it's a recipe for, for losses, mm -hmm. as, as not even breaking even. And of course, there's also the downstream ripple effect of this in which if there's less economic activity from, you know, people wanting to go out combined with businesses having to cut back hours, that just means there's less money circulating in the economy. So is there any worry that, you know, this just kind of takes the pandemic recession that we're in and just makes it worse? 
Um, I think to a degree, but I think there are other things that are having a much larger impact, like the um, continued loss of conventions and um, loss of visitors. So the, the hotel, hotel taxes, that's a really, really big hit. Um, yes, I'll, there will be sales tax hit with restaurants, um, but it's, it's um, not probably as great as that continued um, problem. And, and then the same thing with the theme parks and, and the visitation. All that is probably going to be shut down even further with these rising rates. There's, I think the hope that theme parks and that we could have conventions and small meetings, that hope that that could come back sooner than later probably is dashed with this latest setback for going into the purple tier. Mm -hmm. And it's worth noting that it's not just California. The entire United States is seeing record COVID-19 numbers. We keep smashing the daily record of cases. I believe yesterday's was more than 130,000. So even if we magically, our caseload goes down here, it's still going to be a national problem probably until at least the spring at the rate of spread that's going on right now. Right, right. And I think I think there tends to be a sense, and, and true or not, that um, a, a fear that restaurants, dining indoors contributes to the problem, although um, I don't know that there's any large outbreaks in any restaurants. I, mean, I don't know if we've seen evidence of that. But one thing I found interesting today, I was noticing San Francisco, which is actually in almost the least restrictive tier on doing really well, um, their mayor of San Francisco, despite all that, is shutting down all the restaurants for indoor service, even in a even in a good tier because he's starting to see in the city proper a spike in rates. So even if you're doing well, there's the there's the the threat of um, closing down those um, restaurants. And the County Board of Supervisors, or excuse me, the County Health Department has been in talks with the state to see if there was some kind of compromise that could come up with some way of keeping restaurants in uh, continuing to allow indoor dining, but maybe some further restrictions, but the state wasn't budging. They said, no, you have to do what you have to do with this tiered system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose here in San Diego, the best hope is that it won't be that bad of a winter so we can at least, you know, have lunch outside during midday when it's not quite as cold as it is at 6 p.m. Exactly. I mean, granted, we're luckier than Chicago or New York or other, other cold weather cities. But, um, yeah, I, I just know it's a fear that the cold weather and I guess with this last weekend, they some of the restaurateurs said that that gave them a preview of what's to come. And it, it was pretty disheartening because they didn't get much business, obviously, that weekend. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you've been covering this the entirety of the pandemic and businesses have been through a lot. Although during the initial shutdown, we had the paycheck projection program. So there was some federal funds that went to small businesses. But at this point, most federal help for small businesses is gone. It's very unlikely we'll have anything until the Biden administration begins in late January. To what extent to people you speak in San Diego, is this the final straw in which they're going to make the decision whether or not to close down for good? Right. I mean, I, I, every time I talk to these business owners, even after talking to them, I still don't understand how they're surviving other than maybe stopping paying their rent for a while, but they still have all these expenses. They're dipping into their own pockets. So I don't know. I think we're going to see more business closures. Um, I mentioned in our story today that the Cone Restaurant Group, which has you know a couple dozen restaurants here, uh, three of the three of their venues, and they rarely close a restaurant. They're closing permanently because um, they haven't been able to be open because there's no real outdoor space for these 
venues in Hillcrest. Um, so even a very successful restaurant group that you think maybe has deeper pockets than others, but maybe not, um, they're having to close three of their venues because they just, it makes no sense to keep them open. And they even talked about temporarily shuttering some just to wait this out um, to, to lower expenses because maybe it costs more to stay open than to, than to close temporarily. Mm -hmm. And finally, when speaking to business owners, where is the frustration being directed at? Because when it comes to this pandemic, you could be mad at the federal government. You could be mad at Newsom. You could be mad at Nathan Fletcher. You can be mad at people for not following the rules. Where is this anger and frustration going? I think probably mostly with the state of California and the governor's office, because they know the county has to just follow the state. And they know that the county officials have been meeting and trying to work with the state to get some softening of this. So I think their, their biggest um, their biggest complaint with it is with the state of California. Um, one, one restaurant owner who has um, places in Colorado said that, you know, this metric for cases per 100,000 is like way higher in Colorado where he has restaurants than here. So he's totally like others targeting the, uh, the state and the governor's office for being far too, they, they, they believe far too strict. Hmm. Yeah. It's one of those difficult balancing, you know, decisions you have to make because we're seeing hospitals full in parts of the upper Midwest and the plain States. And obviously if California were to get to that point, that would be much magnitudes worse because we have so many more people than those States. Right. So they're trying, they say they're trying to get ahead of this so that you don't have those surges in hospitalization rates. So they feel like they are doing the right right thing because they're preventing something that like you're seeing in El Paso right now, overcrowded hospitals and ICUs. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Certainly where it's, it seems like for us, uh, winter has finally arrived as we're all kind of forced to take our bubbles and make them a little smaller for the next coming weeks. Exactly. The holiday season that's on there, you know, they could be worried about too many social gatherings in people's homes. And they, and in fact, they're blaming those more than businesses for, for these outbreaks that people are letting down their guard and getting together in private homes and, and spreading the virus that way. Mm -hmm. All right, Lori Weisberg, thank you so much. Thank you.